Hey, hello, hi. Welcome to and or back to the Equitheory podcast. I am your host, Jill Therese. I don't know why I like fell asleep saying Equitheory podcast if you're watching. Um, yeah, this this episode is uh, just a heads up. Not going to be a super fun one, but it feels like it's probably going to be better to try and talk about this in a podcast episode rather than like write an Instagram caption about it. Um, because as it is, it's already very hard to like, (laughs) to explain how this past weekend went and just how emotionally, physically, mentally exhausting and difficult it all was. Um, but yeah, so if you're not in the mood for a heavier episode today, revisit this one later. Um. But if you if you want to know what's going on with our Marin Foal situation, then um, hang out and cozy up and listen to an update that I am really really sorry to have to deliver. But um, it is what it is. So without further ado, let's get into it. Okay, so uh, obviously last week, well, I'm recording this a couple days later on a Thursday, but Tuesday there was no episode, and that is because (laughs) nothing really got settled until Monday, and this was a process that was happening for the duration of the week, Um, and then everything ramped up on Friday And then it didn't stop (laughs) until after Monday. So, um, yeah, I I was just like, I can't, I can't do it this week. I'm, I can barely put a sentence together as it is. So we're just not going to, but now it's Thursday. So I, I feel like I can, can do an episode on this. Um, but yeah, uh, you guys know, uh, I think it was two episodes ago. I talked about, the difficult decision that we had to make regarding Rory and Raina. And unfortunately, what I was afraid was going to happen happened. And um, I mean, we were all afraid it was going to happen. We just, we hoped. So what happened was, uh, let me, let me back up. Okay. So Raina was rescued from, um, from a kill pen in California, where she was bred to um, produce dancing horses. Um, She and the sire of Rory, our colt, was, they were both imported, and they do this thing called dancing horses. Uh, Probably one of the most unethical things (laughs) on the face of the earth. Um, They tie the head to the chest in like a, like a fixed roll cur and make them dance in place it's terrible and, um, not great. So that's what Rory would be doing if he wasn't with us. And, um, I'm normally pretty like PC and like not trying to offend anybody, but, um, you know, maybe there's somebody that does dancing horses ethically, but these people do not. 
And, um, yeah, I just don't understand why some people want to work with animals if that's how they want to do it. Um, so it's terrible, horrible, awful. And, uh, so we got her out of a, a bad situation at least. So Raina, uh, was bred in California with her feet in the condition that they were. Um, and I'm going to do a brief recap because I'm 90% sure I talked about all of this like two episodes ago. She went, she got rescued from an equine rescue in North Carolina, went there. And then they were like, Hey, could you guys take her? And my boss was like, yes. So now she's, she was here (laughs) and, um, she gave birth to Rory. Um, my timeline is very messed up, so I'm going to ballpark things. I think it was two and a half weeks ago. Um, and, or maybe it's three by now. Uh, and we tried for another nurse mare, but this nurse mare was not all about Rory and Raina was not happy, obviously. And it was a very heartbreaking situation to attempt to take her baby away from her. And we, we all couldn't do it. And, you know, my boss and I discussed it and, uh, you know, our vet discussed it with us and we both just came to the conclusion that Raina would probably rather spend the rest of the time that she has left on this earth with her cult rather than, um, you know, have him ripped away from her and then us try to rehab her because her, the bones inside her feet were ski tipped. So if a normal coffin bone looks like this right here behind me, a triangle, um, it had a ski tip on it. So you can Google ski tip coffin bone, uh, and see a picture of it, or I'll throw one here. And, um, she was really, really, (laughs) really foundered. And, um, we had seen some improvement in her soul depth, but the more pregnant she got, the more weight was on her. Um, and we're, we were stuck in a, between a rock and a hard place. We have to feed this mare to, you know, make a baby, but also she doesn't need a ton of food because she's foundered. And so it was just, it was a very stressful, horrible process the whole time of, never knowing what the right call was and if we were being ethical and doing the right thing for the horse um, and her baby. <laughs> and like, what would what would Raina want in this situation? Do we know? Are we being anthropomorphic? Are we putting our human emotions into her? Like, are we doing what's right for her? But, um, you know, at the end of the day, what we attempted to do was prioritize her mental and emotional health over her physical health, um, which is why we opted to leave Rory with her for as long as we could. So we set up a round pen for her that had her fodder, her hay, her alfalfa, everything that we had been feeding her throughout the entire pregnancy. She was all set. But what we were really afraid of was when she gave birth to Rory that her bones would descend through her soles because of the hormonal changes of giving birth. Um, And that didn't happen until about, I think it was about a week after Rory was born. She got her full heat and came into season. And um, then we went to bring her in one day because there's no shelter in the round pen. I mean, there's a tree, but there's no like, 
you know, like a run-in shed. So we had to bring them into the stalls. And when we went to do that, Raina could barely move. And we were like, oh, shit. (laughs) This is not good. This is what we were afraid was going to happen. And now now we're going to have to have to make a decision here. And so um, I talked to my boss and I was like, you need to have a look at this and we need to talk about what we're going to do. And so we did. And we like, it was so hard. I mean, even having Raina and Rory in the stall, um, when Rory would go, cause there's like a little a little backyard, we'll call it. It's not like a run out area. Um, it's like a little, a little yard (laughs) and like probably still too small for a big dog. And, um, it's where the stalls let out. And so we had her and Rory in the stall and they had the little, the little yard area. And when Rory would go outside of the stall, Raina would get worried about him and, and, you know, she can't move because her feet were in so much pain and um, she would be turned around and couldn't get back over to her hay or water. And um, we like immediately when all this started happening, we started making arrangements for um, a nurse mare to come um, and trying to find one this late (laughs) in the, you know, breeding season and, um, and foaling season that's what you know the things and so we were trying our best and but like while we were waiting on all of that to to get in motion um like I was having to bring buckets of water to her because she couldn't move to drink and um it was it was really 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 awful and there's like there's no medicine that you can give a foundered uh horse to to take the pain away you know it's like trying to give ibuprofen for a broken leg and um you know also she's nursing a colt so we had to consider that and um so finally uh my boss and I just decided like the best thing to do for Raina is to euthanize her humanely and um get a nurse mare for Rory and we tried we did the best that we could for everyone involved and you know I I, both of us still are like did we make the wrong call should we just have euthanized her from the get-go and not tried to rehab her or just you know I don't know it's it's really hard to know what the right call is and so I've kind of just resolved to be like it doesn't matter (laughs) we we really tried to do what we thought was right um and we gave her time to get to know her colt and be with him and be a mother to him and he got to know her and now we had to have a really hard weekend um so we got we got a nurse mare arranged um uh from uh place in Kentucky uh they sent us a mare named Skippy and Skippy had lost her foal um the weekend prior to us calling them and um so she was still like lactating and all of that and 
uh, was, you know, they, they said she's, she's 15 years old. She's super sweet. She's had a bunch of babies. She's been a nurse mirror and we've never had an issue with her. She's super sweet. She wants a baby so bad. She'll be perfect. And we were like, thank God. Okay. Cause it's hard to find them. And, um, so she got put on a trailer and, uh, she came in Friday night. I think it was like a nine hour drive. Um, and so I made up a stall for her Friday night and, um, I had to milk her on Friday night, which was a new experience for me. Have never done that before. Um, and she was really polite and sweet about it. Um, and with my ignorance of me being like, I don't know how to do this. And, um, so just to alleviate some of the pressure on her bag. And, uh, so we, we did that. And then on Saturday morning, we had our, our vet come out and, um, I heard a very strange sound. I'm sorry. I think that was the chickens. They live right next door to my house. There's the chicken coop. Um, but anyway, so, um, on Saturday we called our vet out to help us through the process and, um, we, um, I think I don't know how to talk about it and I, I feel weird even talking about it. Um, but yeah, uh, we euthanized Raina at 1130 on Saturday morning and, um, it was really, really hard because she couldn't move, but we had to get her out of Rory's sight. Um, just didn't, didn't want him to see that. And, you know, I don't know if that's like, if you're supposed to let them see or not. Um, our vet was pretty much like, absolutely not. So I don't know. Um, I think there are different schools of thought on that. Um, but, um, part of me after spending the entire weekend with him, part of me thinks that Rory might have known something was wrong with his mom. Um, you know, cause they have a bunch of instincts all like that come, <laughs> come with the operating system, um, uh, the factory default, if you will. And, um, it's, it's just seemed like he knew that, um, something was wrong and, um, he, uh, panicked and I did not witness this particular event. I've seen far too many, far too many euthanasias, euthanizings, um, for my liking. One is enough, but, um, I was, I, I helped them get her out of the stall and then I went back to Rory. Um, and as I was trying to, um, keep him from coming over the stall door, um, he reared up and I have a, a nice little bruise. I don't know if you can see that on my hand. Um, he kicked me in the hand with his front hoof. Obviously that is, I'm not mad at him. Um, uh, that was not a good day. He was not, uh, on his best behavior. Um, but then it was just a matter of trying to keep him calm and, um, you know, as comfortable as we could, you know, reassuring him, um, it, which was, it was really hard because, you know, you can't just tell them they, they don't understand. And so even when you know that you're doing the right thing, like we had to put Raina down and, um, and we just couldn't, you know, tell that to Rory. We just 
took his mom away from him. I mean, it was, it was awful. Um, but we had Skippy ready to go. Um, and brought her in the stall and started the protocol. Um, they have a whole like step-by-step instruction manual that they sent with her with, um, you know, different medicines and stuff to give her, um, I think one of them is Lutalise, Lutalise, um, that makes them sweat a lot. Uh, and then you rub their sweat on the full so that they think it's theirs and they accept them better. Um, and you know, we couldn't let them touch noses at first. They had to wait until Rory smelled like her and like nursed on her. Um, and the whole process was supposed to be like over in 20 minutes and that's not what happened. Um, it, I think that we couldn't get Raina out of Skippy's view, um, because Raina couldn't walk. And, um, I think it, it really rattled the mare, um, which is, it sucks. Like the whole thing was so awful. Um, and that's not something that we had planned on or wanted to happen. Um, we, we really, everyone did their best based on what they knew and, you know, like what we were trying to do. Um, but yeah, it just, it didn't go well. And Skippy rejected Rory. Um, and so we had to try again. We tried taking him out of the stall and resetting and, um, tried some sedatives for her and, um, you know, at this point we're like, okay, great. Now Rory doesn't have a mom at all. And, um, we're trying to get this mare that does not want him to take him. And we also have no way to feed him now. I mean, like obviously our vet had full lack and stuff, which is like to make them a bucket baby. So they drink out of a bucket. Um, but they don't, um, at least from what I understand, they don't get the nutrients they need. They don't get the same, um, you know, diet, I guess. And, um, so we were like, this really needs to work. And so we tried everything. We were on the phone with Skippy's owner and, um, like the nurse mayor people trying to, trying to get it to work. And, um, like for reference, just to back all of this up on Saturday, when all of this started, I woke up at 4am stressed out of my mind, like couldn't go back to sleep. So I was up at 4am and then we went down um, and spent some time with Raina at like eight and, um, then did all of this starting at 1130 AM and then got, um, you know, we just, we just kept trying everything we could to get these two to bond. And, um, Skippy was just like, no, and I can't blame her because I mean, her, her day and day prior was very bad. She had a nine hour trailer ride, then got here and then witnessed some scary things. And then, um, you know, she had been talking to Rory and she seemed so into him. And then the second that they were supposed to like bond, she was like, absolutely not. That's not my baby. What are you guys doing? Um, and so then it was just kind of a tragic rest of the day, um, trying to organize, feedings with Rory, um, on a mare that did not want to 
feed him. And um, it was kind of (laughs) the worst weekend of my life. And uh, the worst weekend of my boss's life and my vet's life. I mean, all of us were heartbroken and angry that we weren't able to make this work. And we're trying to to help this poor baby and feeling so awful for Skippy. Um, and then uh, we were like, okay, it's not happening. And so uh, I think I finally, finally went... Oh, the other thing that happened on um, Saturday is that Skippy uh, colicked at the end of the day at like 10 p.m. And uh, how could she not? I mean, her situation was so awful. Um, And uh, it's just just so bad. At 1130, uh, I finally walked in my house after uh, the vet came back out to um help skippy and then she was fine i think she just got a little stress gas cramp and um she was fine and then um i walked in my door at 11 30 so i had been up and doing things from 4 a.m to 11 30 i could barely put a sentence together like i was not good um i i did briefly lay down in the barn aisle and take like a 15 minute break but other than that i was on my feet doing something, you know, um, and, or running to the vet to get this medication or this one or calling this person or doing this with the baby and this with the mare. And it just is all such a blur. Um, and then on Sunday we, uh, we got in contact and remind you, this is Memorial day weekend. So like everybody's off. Um, but on Sunday, my boss got a hold of a nurse mare situation in Florida, and um, they had a mare named uh, Romy, and they do their mares chemically. They don't have mares that, um, you know, lose their babies. It's not like an organization like that, um, where like with Skippy, she her baby died the weekend before. And I guess they have like contacts and stuff. People reach out to them. Um, but this one is all chemically induced. And, um, there are some nurse mare outfits that are like, they take their own babies away and then make them bucket babies so that they can send the mare to other people as a nurse mare, which is super awful and unethical. (laughs) Um, And I'm not sure about where I fall on the ethicality of chemically inducing mares. Um, You know, with Skippy, Skippy wanted a baby. At least that's what they said. And she was talking to Rory like she really wanted him to be her baby. And I I just, I I don't know what happened. Um, I have ideas, but um, it just, it wasn't going to happen. She was not into it. And um, so we got, uh, we got scheduled to get Romy from Florida so she hopped on a trailer on Saturday and was headed here. Um, and so we had to take Ro- care of Rory all day on Sunday. And then um, on Monday, Romy got here at about 8, eight or 9 in the morning. Um, and Sonny, my boss, and I were here um, at 6 a.m. wide awake just waiting on this to happen because we didn't know when they were going to pull in. Um, and she got here and 
it all happened very quickly. I felt so bad for that mare. Like, uh, she, you know, they, they prep them. So they've been on, um, the meds and stuff for a little while before they get here so that they're ready to go. Uh, cause it takes a couple of days for all of their hormones to get going, um, to like have a bag and milk production and all of that. Um, and so she got here and we stuck her in the stall and I gave her the shot. Like the lady pulled her off the trailer and went at it. And I was like, whoa, okay. She doesn't get a break at all. This poor thing. I hope that she is, you know, chill with all of this because I would be like, let me have a nap, please. Um, so she was good and we took her, uh, through the whole process of meeting Rory and she took to him like a fish to water. Um, and she absolutely loves that baby and she is guarding him from all of the geldings. Um, on Saturday night, we had to separate Rory and Skippy because Skippy was, uh, being rather violent towards Rory. Um, which resulted in old Jill here having a breakdown in the stall because <laughs> I was like, where did I go wrong? You know, I'm, I, I'm studying to be a behavior consultant. I, all I care about is making sure that horses are treated well. They have a high quality of welfare and life. And, and the things that happened this weekend were just like, I couldn't win with anybody like everybody was suffering, including me and the horses. And it was just terrible. And I just fell apart in the stall because I was like, I, no matter what I do here, like I'm just, I, I can't win and I can't help them and I don't know what to do. And, um, so I, it, anyway, one of the nice things that happened on Saturday is that Rory had the run out area to himself and, when I went down there to check on him that night, um, all of the geldings in that field, uh, I think it's right now it's Wiley, Beamer, Danny, Dexter, it was Simba and Demi. Um, and they were all lined up at the back gate and they kept watch over him and were just standing there with him. Uh, when I came down and they were all asleep, just the hip cocked and their eyes closed and I was like, thank you boys so much. You guys are angels. Um, and so, yeah, the Geldings would have been happy <laughs> to have him as their child, apparently. But um, yeah, so so Romy took to him and she absolutely loves him. And she is not understanding that he is, he is besties with all of those Geldings. So she is keeping a very close eye on him and making sure that he stays far, far away from all of those boys. And, um, she is, it's, it's really funny in a weird way. Um, that, you know, with Raina, because she couldn't move, she couldn't really like discipline Rory in any way. Um, so he kind of just had the run of wherever they were at, but Romy has rules, like seriously has rules. Um, if she wants him to stand quietly next to her, she will make him stand quietly next to her. She will hurt him wherever she needs him to be. And, um, I saw, I watched her back herself diagonally into a corner of the stall and then move him with her nose to the other side of her. So he was between her and the wall and couldn't get out of the stall. I ended up shutting the, the back door of the stall so she could get some rest because she was so worried about him going to say hi to the geldings. 
Um, but you know, she just hasn't settled in yet. She doesn't know everybody and that's her baby. (laughs) And so, uh, you know, she's a little bit of a drill sergeant and that's what we keep calling her jokingly, but, uh, we're just happy that Rory has a mom that loves him and, you know, it's absolutely heartbreaking and tragic that it can't be Raina. Um, that's all we wanted and there's just no way to make it happen. Um, because we did actually take her hoof boots off after she was euthanized and, um, looked at her feet and she had been standing like like one foot in front of the other like stacked because she couldn't move and uh, I guess her left front was worse than the right front and uh, I mean it was so bad like I have a picture of Rory trying to nurse off of her while she was laying down and uh, he was I was standing there and she was frustrated or he was frustrated at her for laying down and was like pawing at her. And I was like, no, 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 stop, stop, stop. And I had to like, you know, keep his leg off of her. And I was like, just get a better angle, try, but like, don't, don't paw at her. She would be standing if she could. Like the whole thing was just so hard. And, um, but we, we took her hoof boots off because she's been living in easy boot clouds. And, uh, uh, we looked and her bone had gone through the sole of her foot. So there was no saving Raina. It was over for her. And um, I'm surprised she held on as long as she did. But um, on that last day, I fed her lots of alfalfa and treats that she couldn't have. And, um, you know, just tried to make it a, a good last day up until those last couple of moments. Just because, you know, like, obviously dragging her out of her stall away from her baby was not fun. But we did trank her. So she was sedated, um, but it was still very stressful. And I just, on Saturday morning, was just petting her face and trying to keep myself together because I knew I had a long day ahead. Um, And just petting her and rubbing the eye bugs out of her eyes and telling her that we were going to do our very best to take care of her baby. And that's why it made Saturday and Sunday so hard because I was like, I made a promise to this mayor and I can't take care of her baby because this, this mayor, Skippy, doesn't want him. And, um, it was really, really hard. And I don't blame Skippy at all. I mean, she, she doesn't know what's going on. It was a bad situation for her too. And like the whole thing was just, it was not fun, but, um, Rory has a mom now and she can move and she is keeping him in line and very concerned about his safety and um, I'm having to give her the shots that they sent with her and she's been super kind every time Um, and I have to give her some oral medications I'm done with one of them but she still gets electrolytes every day and uh, shockingly both mares were thoroughbreds Um, usually they use like grade mares quarter horses um, but Romy is a, a thoroughbred. She's very cute. Her name is It's True Romance. She made $13,000 on the racetrack. Um, not very good, but um, she she's very sweet, and she really cares about him. And that's that's ultimately what matters the most, and he is so restful now. He doesn't seem worried at all. He seems very happy and content with her, and... I mean, when we first introduced him and she accepted him, like, 
she he just like rubbed his head all over her just like could not stop touching her and rubbing on her and loving on her like it was it was so unbelievably sweet and I just I'm so thankful that he finally has a mom that cares for him because it was it was really rough for a couple of days and like I don't know I just it it was just not good and those were probably the hardest couple of days of my life um and then I had some personal life things happen in the midst of all of that that just made it so much more stressful and so much worse and um like I wish that I could paint a clearer picture of what happened that weekend but um because I I do think that it's hard to fully understand like how difficult the whole thing was um but I I do think that even if I was able to communicate it all verbally it's very different to say I was attacked by a lion versus actually being attacked by a lion. Like the feeling of what was happening is very different than just hearing it secondhand. And, um, it, it was absolutely dreadful. Like I have never (laughs) experienced something so bad and I have never been so tired and exhausted, like not just physically, like body is sore everywhere from being up and doing stuff all day. And, you know, wrestling gigantic animals. Um, it was just mentally and emotionally so much. And, um, yeah, I just, I truly hope that we never have to go through anything like that again. Um, and I hope that none of you guys ever have to experience that. Um, yeah, it's just not good. And, um, there's a lot of other things that happened and I just really don't feel super comfortable talking about it just because, um, you know, it's, it was just really hard and, um, not something that I feel like I need to really get into, um, and be judged for really. Um, I just, I just want to be very clear that we, everyone involved, me, my boss, our vets, everybody that helped us that day, um, all anybody wanted was to make sure all of the horses were happy, healthy, safe, and cared for, and weren't afraid. And it was very hard to meet all of those goals. And we were trying really, really hard. And there was just no right answer, seemingly. Um, but now Skippy is going back home. She, um, should, I think she left today, um, and can't get away from us. Poor thing. I mean, she just got thrown here and just thrown to the wolves. Um, and it like genuinely makes me so sick to my stomach for Skippy. I feel so bad for her. Um, and just obviously confused and, just not into it. Uh, whereas like Romy, Romy was like, Oh, okay. I live here now. My baby. Cool. (laughs) Like she had no problem with the adjustment and, uh, yeah. So, you know, I guess it's not for every mayor, but, um, yeah, I don't know. The whole thing is just, 
it's really hard to talk about and I'm very nervous to put this episode out because I don't know how it's going to be received but I just hope that the viewers and listeners have enough um faith in me to know that it was uh it was very hard on everyone and we we tried our best to make sure that um you know we put the animals first and we did I mean I didn't I didn't eat or sleep for like three straight days. It was awful. Uh, and so now I'm, I'm still trying to recover from all of it. Um, and like eating and sleeping wise and mentally, emotionally, because like Saturday was so fast. It, it felt like none of us even had time to grieve Raina. But, um, at the same time, like, I don't know, it didn't even really like, and it might sound awful, but it didn't really make me super sad to see her pass because seeing her alive and suffering and in pain was so much worse. Like it was so hard to watch Raina. I mean, just to lead her to and fro the field, the one time we did was like, like it put a massive knot in my throat and I was like, oh my God, I can't do this. Like this, this cannot continue. We have to do something. This is just straight torture. And, you know, we didn't know until we knew, but like we were all very afraid that that was going to happen and had just hoped it wouldn't. And our vet didn't think it was going to happen. And like, you know, we, we tried (laughs) and we were just wrong. And that's what sucks. But, um, one thing that I'm very thankful for outside of Rory having a mom now is that that day that we realized that we were going to have to euthanize Raina and we put her out and I had a big knot in my throat and I was just about to break down and cry. I felt something on my shoulder and I turned around and it was Azula and I just like threw my arms around her neck and was like, thank you for being you and just being here because you are the best. And Rue is just too special. And um, I get a lot of the same energy from Rue that I do from Rory. I will not be purchasing Rory. I will not be taking him. No, thank you. I do not need any more. I don't need the two that I have. Um, but, uh, you know, horses. Uh, but I, I do get a lot of the same energy from him. He is absolutely fearless. He is not afraid of anything or anyone. And um, that's what made it so hard on this weekend to see him actually scared for the first time ever because um, he was that baby that got up after being born and was like, who are you? <laughs> and just walked straight up to you, just absolutely no fear. And um, so to see him afraid was really, really tragic and um, hard. But, you know, I, I'm glad that at least I, you know, I live here so I can I could check on him and be with him. And I spent a lot of time down there with him and, um, just reassuring him, scratching his favorite itchy spots. Um, and just trying to reassure him, give him some snacks and some toys and play with him. Um, but yeah, I don't know what I said earlier. Like it, it was strange cause it, it seemed like, I mean, it's probably just learned helplessness and like, he was like, okay, well, I guess there's no use calling for her she's not coming back um but it it seemed like like when astro lost ghosty astro did not stop panicking um he was 
just fully distraught until we got Irish for him. Uh, and if you guys don't remember, there's an episode, um, I think called losing ghosty, uh, which was also very hard. Um, but she, something, Astra was very big and asked and ghosty was a maiden mare and something ruptured inside of her. And, uh, it took a month for that to happen. But, um, she ended up colicking and passing. It was very traumatic because I was the one that found her <laughs> cast in the stall and had to unroll her and speed to the vet. It was dreadful. But, um, she, uh, when we had to do that with Astro, he just never, never stopped being afraid and panicking. Whereas, um, you know, Rory just, it was a couple, I mean, it was probably like an hour and then he just kind of settled into, okay, I guess this is my life now, which was equally tragic, but also like, at least you like us and you can like kind of take solace in the fact that we're all here for you and trying to take care of you. Um, you know, it was rough, very, very rough, but, um, yeah, uh, there's not really a whole lot else to say, I think on this episode, um, I just hope that if you have watched this far and listened to the whole spiel to, you know, I know that usually the listeners of this podcast are pretty dedicated horse people um, and can empathize somewhat and have some compassion for the situation. But please, if you are feeling like commenting something tragic or like giving advice, just don't, you know, <laughs> like... Any other time, I am so open to people's opinions and advice and hearing other people out. But like, this is the one time that I'm like, I just, I want to rest and recover and take a breath <laughs> um, because it was just like Skippy faked us out a little bit. Like we thought she was going to take Rory and we all, you know, broke. We were like, cool. All right. We can finally all go take showers and eat something and take a nap. And then I, I went back down an hour later to check on them and she was kicking at him and pinning her ears and biting at him and it was uh, not good. And so with uh, Romy, none of us could take a breath for like two, three days after. I think today's the first day that we've all been able to be like, oh, okay, that's fine. <laughs> so, um, you know, like I said, just if you don't mind, just be respectful and compassionate if you can, because it was, it was a lot and I am nervous to put this out, but I also want to be honest about what happened. Uh, I have this weird compulsion to be like probably too honest online. I don't know why I've always been like that. Um, I just, I feel like I have to tell the truth all the time. Um, and as much as I don't want to talk about this, uh, you know, it is, it is what's going on. And I know that there are people that are invested in Rory and in Raina's story and want to know. Um, but yeah, so we were able to save him and God, he reminds me so much of her. Um, he has her ears, which is a weird thing to say, but Raina had really goofy, floppy, like Eeyore kind, kind of ears. And, um, they just, they swivel and flop really hard. Like they are too heavy for their heads. And Rory's are exactly like that. Like when he was born, I 
was like, is he a dummy cult? Because his his ears just they gave dummy cult vibes, but it's it's Raina's ears. And I was like, I recognize those anywhere. Um, and he's not stupid by any means. He does not have any like cognitive issues. He is all about everything all the time. Uh, the only thing he lacks is fear. <laughs> so maybe that counts as one, but I don't know. Um, uh, and his eyes. Uh, and, you know, seeing Raina in pain for so long, uh, I got very used to her discomfort expression. Um, there's been a lot coming out and going around about the horse grimace scale, HGS, um, and the science on it. And, uh, yeah, not good. And for Rory, his pain was emotional and he has a very similar expression to Raina, like the, like dead exact eye, (laughs) like, I don't know. It was something that I wish I didn't get to notice a similarity in, but, um, yeah, I'm shocked, but also not shocked that I made it through this without crying. Um, I kind of feel like I'm just too tired for anything at the moment. Um, but tonight, uh, it's 2 PM right now. Tonight I have my, uh, our, our patron meeting, um, because I had to cancel the last one because all of this was happening this weekend. Um, so now we're doing two this month. So if you're interested in um, jumping on a group Discord video audio call, um, it's like Zoom, but on Discord with me and um, everybody else that's a member, um, you can check out the Equitheory Patreon. There will be a link to that in the description in the show notes. Um, but yeah, well, we're doing one tonight to make up for last week. I normally do it at the end of the month um, on a Thursday for some reason. But uh, so there will be another one at the end of this month, which is currently June. So if you're interested in joining, we do them monthly and you guys can ask behavior questions and stuff. So, uh, you know, I'm trying not to let this episode run too long because I have so much that I am behind on now uh, because I could not do anything this for the past like five days except deal with Rory and the absolute trauma <laughs> chaos. Uh, so if if you are interested in joining, obviously you won't be able to do the one for today because it will have already passed by the time this goes up. But uh, you can join for the one at the end of the month if you want. You can ask questions, hear other people's quandaries and how we all work through it, get advice from other people. I really like them because like, you know, my areas of expertise and where I've done a lot of really deep studying are different from other members of the group, uh, just based on, you know, what they've been dealing with. So they might be an expert on, um, oh, like kissing spine or an expert on, um, hoof care because they've been dealing with hoof issues and they had to look a lot into it. So, uh, it's really cool to see like a meeting of the minds like that, if you will. And, uh, they're pretty chill. We usually start out talking about horses for like the first hour and then it inevitably devolves into just random life discussions. Um, so if, if you're interested, that is on the table, um, and discord community things, but, uh, yeah, you can look at that in the link in the description if you want. Um, weird episode to plug that on, but just thinking about everything else I have to do today to get done with that. Um, 
well, to get done with today, really. See, I'm just brain. It's not all the way here yet. Um, it's on, it's on the, on the back shelf at the moment. It's trying to get it down. Need a ladder. But anyway, if you listen this far in this episode, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know what else to say. Um, I just, I hope that this is received in the way that I want it to be received in reverence for Raina and gratitude for Rory um, and major, major gratitude to Romy for accepting him and just that it seems to be going well at the moment. Dare I say over? I will not. And I be knocking on some wood. Um, but yeah. So thank you guys for listening. If you did, and uh, be sure to subscribe. I promise all the episodes are not like this. Um, if you're listening on a podcast app, then I'm pretty sure you subscribe or follow depending on the app. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, this podcast is available everywhere you can listen to podcasts. And usually I'm talking about much more fun things. Lately, things have been difficult, but I do like for the episode to be a little bit current. Even if that means some weeks I don't get to have an episode up Um you know, if I was intelligent, I would probably batch them, but recording them in advance just doesn't feel right to me. Cause then I forget what it's about and I, my brain doesn't work like that. So maybe, maybe in the future I'll get better at it, but for right now, this is where we're at. So thank you guys so much for listening and watching and following. And for those of you that said kind words and encouraging things for Raina and Rory, and reached out to me about it. I really appreciate it. And if I haven't gotten back to you, I'm sorry. I'm so busy. I can't. I'm like, oh, stress. Uh, but yeah. So I'm going to let you guys go. Have a good one. Take care of yourselves. Hug your ponies. And um, yeah, I'll catch you guys next Tuesday. Bye.